Okay, so now, okay, here we are. So, Heather Mays, you're back again. And uh, welcome to Radiant Creators. And to, while you're listening, a cool site to check out is, let me scroll down here, it's heathermays.com. Heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-M-A-Y-S.com that learn all about Heather and what she offers and what she does and what she's about. And there's a, you know, no lack of amazing information there that will keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Craig. It's so good to join you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that sparked me wanting to, um, you know, chat again was, uh, you know, you're relentlessly happy and, uh, you know, vibrant, also very, very real, um, uh, uh, monthly updates and the many videos you're putting out, you're putting out a good deal of content. That's always, you know, challenging. Um, you know, you've, uh, you, you even put up with Jocko and <laughs> for the monthly energy. So we know that Heather is tough, you know, which is, which is good because, you know, um, sometimes people can have a certain lack of, of, of toughness. And I don't know if 2023 is really the year to have, a lack of spiritual toughness. What do you think? You know, that that's an excellent point. I think it's the, the grit and the grace that uh, allow mm. us to go the distance. And so uh, I had to write down relentlessly happy. That's exciting. Yeah. That anyone's ever described me that way. So thank you. But I, I think it's that blend of um, certainty of optimism, but absolute tenacity too. Um, because that's what allows us to keep the the forward thinking, keep that those GPS coordinates dialed in, but have the fortitude to walk forward. And if you are kind of uh, not set, I, I'm picturing kind of like a quiche in an oven. If you're if you're not quite set, then you're not going to weather whatever else is coming. And, and I don't think we're across any sort of threshold yet in the way that we might like to see it. But, um, you know, one foot in front of the other. And I think part of that, too, is we inspire one another when we show up and we're committed and we have that strength and that grit and that tenacity. You can uh, pull up you know, the person beside you to, uh, when they might be having a, a bad day or, or not feeling so engaged or, uh, feeling a little disconnected. So I think it's a group effort, but everybody showing up with that, um, just dialing that tenacity in for sure. Mm, tenacity. Yeah. So grit and grace and tenacity, you know, mm -hmm. those are probably really good, 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 uh, uh, aspects to focus on for 2023 is you know grit grace and tenacity which you know anybody if you're registering that domain i want we want royalties right now if <laughs> that's right we can. everybody yeah. want to do it yeah yeah grit grace and tenacity that's <laughs> great you know and those help like you mentioned hook you to your gps and that's the thing where you know uh, guidance you know spiritual intuitive guidance being connected um, is really important. And so that's the thing right now. One things I guess I'll, I'll throw out there is that we do see um, looking at the world right now, and a lot of us, it's something you mentioned in your March uh, energy forecast was, you know, are, are we stress junkies? You know, do, do we want to, you know, I mean, I do it too quite often, you know, you wake up and like you look at your phone, or look at whatever, 
um, or uh, and that's really what it kind of is. We are a little bit stress junkies, but the problem is, even though, yeah, we kind of want to know what's going on in the world, um, ultimately, that's going to disconnect you from your GPS if you don't process it right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, so how are you finding that balance right now? I mean, and it, you know, anything works. I mean, I know some people, they just ignore everything. And then some people, you know, are, are more engaged. And I think ignoring it all is not good. Being too engaged is not good. But there is like kind of a grit, grace and tenacity balance you can have to stay connected to that GPS while these big gears of ages change. Yeah, that that's a great, uh, great point. And I, um, I go through different phases with it. So there are absolutely times, I think for all of us, where we would just rather be like, la, 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 la. I don't, I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to see if I see one more thing, if I see one more balloon, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I see yeah. one more thing, like I'm just, that's enough. I've had it. Uh, but you're right. We can't lose that awareness because um, that's such a critical part in staying engaged and staying present in the moment. But I feel that it's partly we bring we bring our own junkie, as you say, our own stress junkiness to it. But I think that's also part of the consciousness capture, if you will, is mm. have all this negative stuff, um, feel all those stress hormones um, because it disempowers a lot of things. It, it messes with your immune system. It messes with your ability to stay present in the ways that are more meaningful than checking the news headlines and the text messages and this and that and the other. So for me personally, it, it depends right now. I find the balance. I maybe check um, headlines twice a week, three times a week. And when you pull back to that level, you realize, and maybe, maybe others do when you're in it every day, but you realize, yeah, it's just the same on repeat really maybe a different texture maybe a different color of something but it's the same like blah 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 trying to to come at us and and steal our sense of of joy and our sense of sovereignty and so it gives you a little bit um of a different viewpoint into it when you can be removed like that not everybody has that luxury some people need to check in on the headlines more often than that and have that um, interaction with it but i also think that part of if we want to go the matrix route, part of that is, is the inversion of it. Being online is actually being offline with yourself, Mm. being offline and having that time to yourself away from tech, away from gadgets, away from everything is being online. So even that has been kind of manipulated because with all of the, the tech and tech is not good nor bad there. it, It is both. But we're we're called to feel that that is how I'm connecting to people because I'm on this site or I'm texting somebody or I'm I'm seeing their DMs constantly. And that's not, you know, that's a version of a connection. But to me, it feels like a watered down connection. I would much rather have a conversation with somebody face to face, which we weren't able weren't able to do for so long, but dive into that and have that give and take rather than the the just tiny little fractions of moments that are kind of dissected and sent through technology. And then if you want to expand out to that, there's like frequency and perhaps frequency, frequency modulation and, and all this different stuff that gets wrapped up in that, that really just pulls us out of our ability to um, be real and present and human and regulating that nervous system with ourselves to be optimized. That's really what it is. We're, we're kind of distracted by all this stuff so that we aren't 
doing what we need to do. And, and then when you have those distractions, that's when you start to believe things that you're told because you don't know your own compass back to the GPS metaphor. You don't know your own discernment because you don't have a quiet mind long enough to even run things up against, you know, your sense of morals mm. and values and all of that. Yeah. And I wonder if part of it could be confidence in our own internal GPS. I think yeah. that, um, when we're looking out there, when we're looking at the headlines, mm -hmm. when we're, let's say, the, the, the mind capture, the consciousness capture, as, as you mentioned, well, ultimately, that's a lack of confidence that your GPS matters, you know, because, mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, we're kind of here on a slightly narcissistic adventure as humans and that, mm -hmm. you know, I believe at least that we're here for our own ascension, our own, you know, our own work on ourselves where, yeah. you know, like there's that... Uh, you know, whether a person's biblical or not doesn't matter, but there is that one line in the Bible that says all are called one by one or it's something like that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, there may be a lot of us here, but there's that many individual spiritual enfoldments yeah. and ascensions, you know. Mm -hmm. And so your GPS is leading you on yours, you know. Mm -hmm. And even if there's balloons over your head, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, derailed trains flying past you, really, yeah. it's it's about you. And so in a sense, I do wonder if every time we uh, look at that phone, the headlines, we go, I'm not important. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where, you know, how much time do people as individuals spend a day tuning into their own signal? Like something I found recently was uh, um, I had like high blood pressure, right? And like, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like healthy. I eat like a monk. I mean, really, you know, yeah. and I was like, why me? So I started looking into it and it just happens. It just, it's, we're still figuring out why, but the thing was, um, of all things, I got an Apple watch, right? Which I always thought, well, I'm not, you know, why would I get one of those, right? Not exactly yeah. my thing, you know, but yeah. it monitors everything, heart rate variability, all these mm -hmm. things. And I realized that um, if you schedule that's actually what fixed, like, you know, my, a lot of what uh, made my my blood pressure just regular was if you're ruminating your stress levels, your heart rate variability, everything just goes off the charts and mm -hmm. your and your Apple Watch will ding at you and say, hey, you're yeah. stressing out. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you're like, but but this is important. I'm ruminating. I mean yeah. there's balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everywhere. All the time. Yeah. Everywhere. It's just balloons, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, that's the thing. I think we really have to maybe part of it is just scheduling. And I found that if you need to if a person goes, well, this is very important to me and I need to be panicked about this. This is my life situation. I got to be freaked out. Schedule it. Okay. 10 minutes, just, you know, go in the closet, cry, whatever, yeah. walk through the park, whatever you need to do, freak out, really obsess about it, but then close that door and move on. And that won't mess up your system so much. It won't disconnect you. Yeah. Yeah. And it will allow you to, because one of the things that stress robs from us often is the ability to connect to those higher levels of consciousness with ourselves. Um, because we get a very focused, like a very narrow focus as opposed to being able to receive and perceive in a bigger way. So if you're saying, all right, 10 minutes from, you know, from 12 to 12, 15 is my time yep. to freak out, bring it at me world, what you got. And then you drop it, you leave it, you walk away. Often your, your hormones start to regulate better. Your blood pressure comes down. All of those stress factors um, regulate within the body. And then you may find that 
insight, wisdom, intuition, whatever you want to call it starts to kick in on some of those things that you even in were ingesting that were put in front of you uh, as headlines. So it's giving that, that balance mm. because we do want to feel, and I think part of it too is having all the headlines and staying engaged in that way and watching shows and things like that. It allows us to feel a part of something. So I don't want to, yes. Yeah. I don't want to minimize that factor, but then it, there's this weird uh, kind of progress I see with a lot of people where we feel very engaged because we're coming to the table and we're watching this and we're monitoring these situations together. But then somewhere we start to feel powerless because it's like, well, all of that's happening. And then I, what am I supposed to do? Because I feel like I, I'm not living my highest purpose or I don't know where I fit into the bigger puzzle. So it's finding the balance there too, with actualizing your self-empowerment um, just in your own world, in your own community, in your own family, and then allowing that to kind of ripple out and, and affect the, the greater collective, if you will. Oh yeah. Well, especially if we're looking at um, like right now, America's in a uh, Pluto return, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, Rome went through two Pluto returns because it was around for a while. I guess it mm -hmm. still technically exists. You know, there is Rome. <laughs> so, um, and I totally forget what dates those were and what was going on, but I do remember that those were turbulent times. Those were mm -hmm. a change. So Rome was not the same Rome after each of those events. And so America has stuck around long enough to have a mm -hmm. Pluto return. So ultimately in the next, let's say, between now and 2030, I forget exactly the, the dates of the transition, but ultimately America is not going to be the same. So whether it's like America 2.0 and, mm -hmm. you know, we're all living like a gold-plated constitutional vision, or, you know, maybe it's post-constitution, it's a whole different world, one or the other, um, it's not going to be the same within our lifetimes. We're going to be living in a different country if you're here in America, you know, mm -hmm. and so with those big gears turning like we can do no more about that than uh the roman citizens like the people in rome and they were going through a pluto return or a plague or whatever might be going on they had it a wasn't, lot they went through those yeah, the, yeah you know and uh so maybe they were aware maybe they weren't i think a lot of them some of them definitely were but in a sense those big gears that are turning that's the thing I feel like we're in a time right now, um, and it's only been accelerating, let's say explicitly since like 2019, but definitely mm -hmm. accelerating these big gears, I think to me of, uh, a, you can call it a, there's a great show called Fall of Civilizations on, you can find it on YouTube. It's mm -hmm. amazing. And it's about this the fall of civilizations. And what was it like to live during that time? They never really went away. They just changed. Yeah. You know, so we're in this time of big gears turning and change. And it's like, well, that seems to me a huge theme for 2023 is how are you going to deal with living through the fall and rebirth and change of a civilization, especially with the Pluto return here in America, but yet you're going to have peace and be connected to your GPS, you know, and mm. more, the more and more I look at it, I feel that uh, whatever we're supposed to do, it does seem that those of us that are here are aware maybe our part is just truly being connected and well, raising our vibe, yeah, you know, because what if ultimately, like you might say, the revolution or what's next is just about, you know, it's kind of a real. You feel crestfallen as your guy because you're like, no, I want to go on the battlefield and I want to run out there and I want to. What if it's just meditating? Oh man, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to like meditate on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
<laughs> and I mean, yeah, that that image of gears turning is it. And and I, if you saw the March forecast, I talked about that a little bit. Gears. That, yeah, that if you think of gears turning in a machine, the one gear that stops or holds space, or or in this metaphor, is the meditator. Mm-hmm. Nothing out, like everything else, slows down because that one wasn't going at the same speed as the others. So, you know, sometimes it it's it's a you know a conundrum. Is action really in action? Um, and to what degree? I, I do think a lot of it is energetic or metaphysical and some people may be like, ah, it's the new agey crap or whatever. But in learning how to control and even understand your frequency and your energy, and it can start with that, the stress and and the Apple watch yelling at you. Um, But what else does that open up for you where you can say, oh, I'm having those limiting beliefs and, and they are holding me back or I'm having that memory that I'm really, I heard a phrase in a show not too long ago, emotional shrapnel. We oh, all yeah. kind of have these things that are still stuck with us that maybe happened a long time ago, maybe happened recently, but, but they're still, you know, under our skin, so to speak. And how many times do we invest our precious energy and time reliving the past instead of being present. So it's coming back to the present and, and having that fully optimized version of yourself that is really the most powerful thing, I think, because humans uh, as a species, as consciousness are, are so much more powerful than certainly we're trained or taught to believe, but then we really even sometimes feel for ourselves. And that's, that's one of the reasons why, uh, I don't want to say we're targeted. That sounds a little intense, but I think you know what I mean. What, why oh, yeah. so much attention on um, AI and things like that and accessing the abilities that we have innately and intuitively, we just weren't really taught how to develop. Yeah. Well, anybody who's looking for, anybody who's got a really cool band that's looking for a name, Emotional Shrapnel. (laughs) (laughs) You you just got it. You know, I want to see that, you know, oh my gosh, (laughs) Emotional Shrapnel. (laughs) So, so yeah, we're living in this time right now of uh, big gears turning that ultimately have to turn. They're natural. Uh, Mm -hmm. And more and more, I feel like they're really not mine to fight. Because they're going to happen regardless. The the you could say Pluto returns going to happen. We're going to see a change of Western civilization of America regardless, yeah. and that's happening. And we're in the midst of it. And I think that kind of makes me feel a lot less. I call it fearful, because mm-hmm. when you realize that those that you think have power over you, or those that that are doing these things, maybe you don't agree with, they're just gears. Really, they're very very unconscious. They're just they're just. Uh, pawns in in a larger game yeah 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 we think that like that because they're a pawn that happens to like hold high office or something or have a lot of power Mm -hmm. that they're not pawns they're they're no more they're just you could say npcs ultimately like they're not aware so really it's more just to, to be aware that you are in the midst of uh so you have these big gears turning the change of an age and and many will look at like sun cycles of you know the grand solar minimum these like thousand and two thousand year cycles a lot of cycles are changing right now mm-hmm. that um there was like robert felix he wrote um uh grand solar minimums and evolutionary leaves and another guy sasha dobler wrote some books on this there's a lot of uh, history and content to c- context to we're in the middle right now of 
-hmm. a bunch of cycles, even a Pluto return that ultimately also equal um, as uh, astrologer Pam Gregory puts it, photonic light. So mm. we have a tremendous amount of energy coming into those, for those who are aware. I think it's kind of bouncing off the people who are unaware, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if, you, if you're aware, you can definitely plug into, th this, is a, this is a renaissance and also a new creation of, you know, spiritual awareness. And I start thinking to myself, like, more and more, I just got to check out from the headlines, give them a little... Give them their due, the world of Caesar. Give it its due, a little bit of attention. Yeah. But aren't you kind of going to miss what, you, what you're here for, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, those who are aware and awake, harnessing all of that available yes. energy that comes with change. And then so you kind of, you follow that down. So what? So all of our structures are going to either crumble or look fundamentally different. Yes. Um, so what does that mean for you? Do you create something in your community that serves you locally? Do you create something for yourself that serves your health better? How can you divest yourself from those structures that we're all so used to being part of, not necessarily in an overthrowing kind of a way, but in a realization that, hey, that that's probably, that might be a sinking ship. It might be the Titanic. Let me get my lifeboat. What do I do locally for me with... Um, my viewpoints, how do I find my local community people who resonate with me and, and starting mm -hmm. to build. And that's where the empowerment is as well. It's not waiting for something top down. It's, it's building something bottom up. Um, and that starts again at that individual level. If you aren't um, riding the levels of stress and if you're pulling yourself away from that, you have all that available attention and energy and time to, think the big thoughts, to have the renaissance uh, in your own life to create. And I think that's a lot of what um, those larger pawns in the game, what they don't want is us to have that energy of creation because guess what? There could be a million different ideas that are better than the way the current structure is. Um, but if we're too busy being stressed out by all the headlines or we're too busy doing all the other little peon things that we do, um, we don't have the energy to create something better. And so that level stays safe to some degree. Mm, it does stay safe. And, you know, what you mentioned, larger pawns, that's a great way to, you know, if, if you feel like they have control over you, that, that, that is a great thing to think. They're just larger pawns. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're just larger pawns. They're just, yeah. Same old thing, you know, yeah. larger pawns damaged by emotional shrapnel, all that. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, we're, so poetic today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have the, so really it's kind of gears versus light. It's really gears versus um, mm -hmm. awareness. And it is a gift, the energy that's coming in that we all, if you're aware of it, you know it, and you're probably listening to this, and then you're aware of the light coming in. So really, it's gears versus light, and that kind of puts it, you know, gear like like pawns of the larger gears and light. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, and shrapnel uh, <laughs> just it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, and sometimes that shrapnel gets you, and you kind of you start reading. Oh my God, look at that headline. Oh geez, there's a balloon. <laughs> yeah. You know, and. Uh, was that a black mm -hmm. helicopter that just flew over? You know, you start getting nervous, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It could have been, you know, but so, um, and one thing I was going to mention about that is, so 
I did notice with the Apple Watch that yes, if you ruminate, and sometimes we don't realize that we're ruminating, but it would go like, yeah. you know, bing, bing, ding. What's that? You're mm -hmm. ruminating. Oh, sorry. You know, um, and it knows, and if. <laughs> And so you can actually see like, oh, look, my stress levels are going through the roof. And you think, but I'm just ruminating about, you know, something important. It's like, mm -hmm. but you're disconnected from, uh, Bashar said a great thing. Um, we all probably know Bashar, you know, Bashar, the, uh, yeah. the guy been around for a long time. Um, he mentioned that, of course, there's, 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 you might say infinite multiverses. So there's ultimately mm -hmm. infinite earths, there's infinite timelines and we can look at it like that. And you've got your own, you're flitting between many. And so ultimately mm -hmm. there's a future. If you are connected to the, especially the, the light coming in, the energy coming in, if you're connected to that, then you can have your, by your, your own focus and intention, you can, if you guard your thoughts and create your thoughts, if you think what you want to think and, and you, you get your energy centered, then basically you're going to go, whatever happens, your version is going to be amazing. Yeah. 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 It's uh, to really oversimplify it. And mm -hmm. I, I can see Bashar <laughs> rolling his eyes at this, but uh, it, do you remember those? Uh, what are they even called? They're like um, drrawings. And maybe they're used in psychology, but but it, it's larger than that, where it's oh, the old woman things. and the young woman. Yeah, yeah. And so you can see both. So most people can see both, but often one stands out for you more. So I think it, it's that same kind of adjusting, which do you prefer to see? And then that's what you focus on. And that's what you choose to see every time. And that's what starts to almost imprint itself for you in a larger way, because that's what you're choosing to see. But you could still check that headline and go back and say, oh, it's the older woman now, it's not the younger one. So it, it's shifting that that perspective in, into what you're preferred and not in a, um, uh, you would use the word narcissistic earlier, not in a narcissistic way either, because I think so many of us prefer what we feel is better for so many others. Like we're not just in it for ourselves in that perspective. We are on our own journey, mm -hmm. but we want so much better for the world at large. And so it's holding that perspective and holding that view and choosing to see that um, time and time and time and time again, relentlessly that helps to magnetize it or call it in. Yeah. Yeah. Relentlessly happy, you know, well also yeah. our, our, our cymatic ultimately that, that, you know, shape, which becomes our, 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 our social life and our world, you mm -hmm. know, that, that, that cymatic, that, that amazing, because anyone's looked at cymatics, you look at the, the sand on the speaker and you go, yeah. that's incredible, you know? Mm -hmm. And so ultimately we're not naturally atoning with becoming part of our own cymatic because we're out there. You know, and I do wonder if, gosh, maybe, especially going into like 2023, you start wondering, like, it could be a time where our spiritual sessile, if it really is kind of set there, that maybe it is at a time to realize that there is no better way for other people, in a sense, that whole idea, like mm -hmm. people having an idea of, well, here's the best way, or here's the way I want it, or here's this whole idea that yeah. there's something for there's any better for anyone else. It's like, no, no, they, they can create their own multiverse. There's yeah. no better for them. Yeah. Um, you know, our mega NPCs being controlled by the big gears right now, they think there's a better way. And yeah. it just because it's like, no, no, you know what? There, there's, there is no better way. I give it up. I, I'm not doing any of it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. Just, there's just me and that's it. Sorry, everybody. I <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. and it's almost coming from a view of polarity. Yes. Better, worse, right, wrong, to an expanded perspective of billions of rights. Um, yeah. And everybody gets to choose their own. It's like those uh, choose your own adventure games. Yeah. You get to choose your own experience of something. Yeah. Especially when we look at the, the idea of that we're manifesting it all. And I think that one of the things that, uh, oh, well, I'll go back to that little Apple watch thing. Here's the thing. It, I, I would, you know, really think one thing we have to really look at ourselves and ask is uh, how much time are you spending a day to make sure you're in your real you're in your center of awareness. You're, you're in that I am state, you know, how much time are we spending there? Because it can be, um, easy sometimes mm -hmm. you can just bliss out for hours like yeah it's very and then sometimes it's very hard yeah. it's like the hardest thing if, if someone said look you know enlightenment's on the other side of a uh a marathon that you that you can complete in under five hours i just start training yeah yeah you know, that's yeah. easy that's sure i got it you know you've got the instructions yeah but yeah. they're like yeah but actually it's 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 complete meditation for 30 minutes i'd be like can i do the marathon like yeah. instead that's yeah, yeah. for me and like <laughs> I, yeah can i slip them a 20 to have them meditate <laughs> exactly the yeah who, who can i pay off here you know yeah exactly mm -hmm. you know and that's the thing so i think that really um there's times when it's going to be a drastic challenge and times when it's going to be very easy but there really is that scheduling of you know and it does take a schedule even though we hate to hear that but work whenever it works for you like there has to be some time spent in i am yeah in 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 the silence in presence mm -hmm. you know that whole be still and know that i am god that's it and then when you're there for a while that without that um you're just, you're just kind of a pinball in the pinball machine, just getting whacked around. Yeah. By, yeah. By That's a very accurate image. And, and I think a lot of people come to that presence and that stillness and that I am state in different ways. So I yes. want to offer that for people who don't want to maybe sit on the mountaintop and meditate. Yeah. Um, it could be gardening. It could be hiking. It could be anything that puts you in because it's a brainwave pattern as well as the spiritual piece. So anything that kind of puts you in the, the chill zone, the, uh, the lack of almost the lack of accomplishment and the lack of chasing something down, it's just the being. And, and some people find that in, in different ways. So I want to honor that for people because I hear a lot uh, from people I work with that I really, I really don't want to sit and be quiet. Okay. Maybe we work towards yeah. that. Maybe. And I've even worked with people to start very incrementally. Okay. Give me five, almost like drop and give me 20. Give me five minutes. Just give me five minutes of your eyes are closed. You're not doing the laundry list. You're not worrying about picking the kids up from school. And it's like building a muscle too, for a lot of people that, man, that, that first five is really tough. But once you get there, you, you can expand it a little bit and a little bit. And then you're, you're kind of, building more muscle to be able to sit with yourself and it gets a little less awkward. I know a lot of people find it really peculiar and awkward too, but it gets a little easier every time. Um, but I want to honor those people who also kind of process things 
and, and get into that state through movement too. Because even though we're saying it's stillness, it, it's, it's the mental stillness, not necessarily complete stillness of the physical body. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Because in some cases it's really a case of uh, like, it could be yoga, going to the yoga yeah. studio. It could be, yep. you know, Pilates. It could be mm-hmm. CrossFit training. It could be running, mm-hmm. you know, it's so definitely that's the thing. Meditation does tend to get that, that uh, um, stigma you might say of it's, you know, it, yeah. it's boring sitting there yeah. and, and I get it. And, you know, now that yep. you mentioned that it, it's kind of true because we really want to have different methods up our sleeve because um, uh, I'm not, I'm not an enlightened master yet. So I guess I don't have total control over myself. Right. But the thing <laughs> is, is that it's that like, sometimes like let's be realistic here especially mm-hmm. if you are in fear if you have a lot of um you couldn't maybe, maybe you're just feeling the energy that's out mm-hmm. there starts to get in here and you're like oh, i'm really unsettled you're not going to sit still and just yeah. meditate it's not going to happen anyway it, mm-hmm. it, just trying to do that is only going to lead to discouragement but if there's some physical activity that you can do yes mm-hmm. that that's going to be great yeah. And in that way, it's almost, it's almost an alchemy because you're taking that external stuff that you're, pro- and you're processing it through the physical body, which we're here being humans. That's what we're supposed to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, you're changing that chemistry and changing your biology to take what was discordant, bring it on board, use it for your good. Um, and then done. You, you've, you've like crossed that one off. You've, you've taken that little piece of ick and you've converted it into something meaningful and useful for you. So even in that way, I see it as uh, I'm picturing Pac-Man too. It's like, we're, we're getting the little, you get the little, um, dots, I guess they were, were they dots, bubbles? I don't know. Yeah. dots. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. As they come towards you and you handle them as you need to with your own body. And then it's like, you neutralize it, um, so that it doesn't impact you as much. Yeah. And it seems so really uh, one of the things to be powerful at this time, I think that definitely helps is uh, I've never been, it's not that I've ever been opposed to affirmations, but maybe they didn't speak to me as much as, you know, recently I kind of have realized that uh, um, when it comes to manifestation, ultimately, you know, we manifest our beliefs we manifest our assumptions Mm -hmm. we also manifest our fears and so in a sense the subconscious one can call it source god whatever you know Mm -hmm. the our essential essence just goes well what are you feeling what's going on here okay i'll Mm -hmm. manifest that so we're constantly manifesting the now and our past and our future you know and with that said we're doing that and um, one of the things that can get very out of control right now is that people can easily go a day without 15 minutes or even five minutes or any time at all um, getting still, mm-hmm. you know, and then focusing on what is it that, what what are your beliefs? What are your assumptions? What do you yeah. want to manifest? What states do you see? That's it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it. And um you know, one shouldn't be guilty. Your source, your God, you came here to create and have a good time. So where do you think these urges came from ultimately? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, with that said, 
uh, I'm just seeing right now, and it just seems like when you look at a lot of the energy, I'm going to say it's being thrown at us from mm -hmm. 3D, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? The energy that's being thrown at us, it's really easy to get knocked out of. Um, there's times that I realize, like, man, I have totally forgotten what what are my assumptions, what are my beliefs. Like, yeah, if, if if we're not guarding our own thoughts and like going at least for some time every day, um, this is what I am. This is what I'm creating. Well, then, you know, obviously, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, or we're, we're going to create very very haphazardly. Yeah, exactly. Because like you said, we're doing it. We're either conscious of it or we're unconscious of it. It's happening. Yes. We're creating it. So why not plug yourself in to, and be, be behind the driver's seat with that? Um, and yeah, that's so true. I think we've got to hold our own. Uh, I'm seeing it from an artist perspective. We've got yeah. to hold our own paintbrush at the canvas. Yes. And it, it's not just that I think, oh, we go days. I think there are people and, and part of... Um, when we look around us, there are, we go weeks, months, years, just kind of caught in this trajectory of the world around us. And like you said, the energies that are coming in for us. And if you aren't someone who even knows to pay attention to the energies that are around you, you look up one day and it's 20 years later and, and you think, what, mm -hmm. how did I end up here? Like, uh, this isn't, at all what I wanted or where I thought I would be and surprise there you are you created it in little micro pulses all the way along but you just weren't conscious of doing it um so how much more powerful it is to take that time every day and just say no this is that's not for me this is for me and and to allow yourself in that um the grace to change because I think people often too say, this is how I am. This was my point of view 20 years ago. I need to stick to it. And, and mm. anything that, that falls outside of that, I need to do away with, but everything is changing and evolving in this fluid nature. Um, so allow that for yourself too, to say, oh, you know, I hated broccoli yesterday today. Maybe, maybe I'll try it. Maybe it's okay. That's a really silly uh, example, but I think too, sometimes we have boundaries and definitions around us that, that block us off from possibility. So just being open to other things coming into your realm, if you will, and taking those on board as ingredients for who you are creating. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I like that you have to hold your own paintbrush, same as you have to, you have to be sure that you think your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let them and also have your own moods. And so that's where kind of affirmations have really started to um, become a little bit more prominent. I'm noticing for myself, because uh, one thing about manifestation is um, whether one is like the two, ma two main schools of manifestation these days are mm -hmm. like Abraham Hicks, you might say, in the law of attraction. Then you have like really Neville Goddard in the law of assumption, you know, mm -hmm. either magnetize with it, draw it to you or basically be that state and then and then you are it and it is done so it depends yeah. on how we look at it you know yep um and they can complement each other definitely and so mm -hmm. that's one thing is people need to get over the how yeah you know i think yeah. definitely if you have an mm -hmm. urge then that was that's your blessing and yeah. to manifest it that's like nirvana that's why you're here and so Really, that's that internal GPS that we have to connect to outside of all the noise. And mm -hmm. then I got to manifest this. This is why I'm here. This is my bliss. And then like I'm going to meditate, get clear, even if it's at the Pilates studio. Mm -hmm. But then I'm going to have this clarity and I'm just going to, you know, 
um, I'm just going to feel that state. I'm going to see it. Whatever I connect to, mm-hmm. that, that wish is fulfilled. I'm going to think from the end, I'm going to be there. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, and I tell you, it's a thing. It's that, yeah. uh, especially when we start getting away from that, we start getting so panicky because things aren't working. Mm-hmm. And it can be like, it can be the hardest thing. Like I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have like my little like orange juice and I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to go sit over here and it's going to be like 10 minutes. It, that is the hardest thing I do all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. The orange juice is easy, but the sit and still That's part, sick. I can, oh. the, I give no idea how many reasons there are that I cannot do that. I cannot mm-hmm. sit still. First I have to go over here. <laughs> then I have yeah, to go over exactly. Here. <laughs> if I had a blanket, then I'd be comfortable. Wait, exactly. the blanket my chair is at the wrong angle. That'll do it. Yeah. 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 Negotiations with ourselves. Yeah. And really, you know, a pillow would be better than a blanket, you know. Oh, oh now I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to go to the bathroom again. So I'm going to yeah. go, you know. <laughs> that second glass of orange juice. I probably need some yeah. vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I need to ruminate for a while. I got to worry about things, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I would think, too, there's, there's something even biological in that because we get addicted to those stress hormones. Yes. But we also get addicted to the familiar. So every yes. combination of a thought and a feeling is producing chemistry in your body. So we get used to being a certain way. I'm Craig. I wake up. I drink the orange juice. I sit in the chair. Your body doesn't want to change because it likes convenience. It likes efficiency. So if there's something that you do differently, wait, he didn't fight the meditation today. That's a different chemical cocktail coming through. I don't know about that one. So our body tries to can almost control our mind and stage a little coup and say, no, Craig, you need to worry about something right now. Hey, aren't, aren't you still hungry? You need to be distracted. And it's like, you don't want to look over here. Don't look behind that closet of awareness and stillness because that's going to change the actual chemistry and change who you are. But that's the point. It's just that the body is like, oh, I don't know. Cause then I might not get the chemicals and feeling control in the way that I thought I did. Yeah, exactly. It's like, because when you're in that place and you spend that time, then literally when you open your eyes or actually during that time, you're in a different multiverse. You stepped into mm-hmm. a different version of reality. You've, you've left the past behind. So that's something that the, uh, you call it, we call it the ego. We call it the body. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, no, wait a second. We just need to do tomorrow. We, we need to do yesterday again, yesterday yeah. again. You know, yep. what if yesterday was awful, uh, but, but we're still here. We got to do it again. You know what it is. Yeah, we'll do it. You know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and besides you could really meditate if you had a snack first. <laughs> yeah. How long you could sit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think with the affirmations, what, what I think people assume needs to be done sometimes, and I'm guilty of it too, is we feel like, okay, we set that goal. This is what I want. I desire this. I am that. I claim whatever. And to your point about we need to release expectation. Often we think even though I'm, okay, I'm out there, I'm claiming it, I'm being it, I'm vibing as it. Our little human selves also think we need to reverse engineer it. Uh, and so like, that's where we get in the how we get stuck in the bowl. Well, how do I get there? That part doesn't matter. You don't know. We're not meant to know how. And when you start to need to define the how, it's kind of like a I'm back to the balloons. It's like a greased balloon because it's going to slip away. If you're if you're focused on how you aren't really invested fully in the fact that it it happens no matter what. Um, so it's that reverse engineering of, well, but it shouldn't happen because I haven't won the lottery yet or I haven't done yeah. this and that and the other. 
you got to release that part too. And that's, that's the trick that gets a lot of people hung up because we live in a world that is accomplishment based, right? I should Mm -hmm. do this. I should get this degree. I should pursue this by 35. I should have the house and the kids and the, that, um, so when you work in the world of energy and, and manifestation, it's letting go of, of that need to have incremental gains because it could be, like you said, jump a, a timeline. One time you're, you don't have something, the very next second you have it because you've become a different person and you've attracted a different outcome. There is no yeah. how. Yeah, there is no how. It's like there is no spoon. There is no how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing. And that's that like, oh, that terrible word, discipline. And the thing is, mm-hmm. is if we do just make ourselves sit there, you know, you wake up early, you had your orange juice, you sit there. The thing is, is that we'll start to see results. So maybe you've got your few Mm-hmm. Um, states that you see, okay, I've got this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Here's, you know, yeah, and I'm feeling it, just enjoying it, just hanging out there. Like, this is just so wonderful. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Mm. And now you're there and you wake up and, and you're still there. Well, also, ultimately, you're a new, new multiverses. You've moved around some. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with that consistency, yeah, then like you're saying, that becomes your habit, that becomes yeah. your, you know, the, then the ego and the body are happy because we do this every day. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it again. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think sometimes people, one of the things they struggle with is they're not consistent enough to see the results. Because once you start to consistently see the results, maybe the ego will at first dismiss it and go, well, that would have happened anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because the perfection in which it happens, to to this day, I still go, it just happens so naturally that the ego can't do anything with it. It, it, Mm -hmm. it, So in a sense... You almost need to have that discipline to have the consistency to have the actual results to then have that confidence that um i mean one thing i'm still not i still have that how i still work on that but man if you could get past the how if you get to that point where it's just happening and you have that faith that certainty mm-hmm. and how is gone you just know it's just so amazing i i i envision i live in my states and then they happen yeah that's really I think that's something that we need and we're always manifesting our beliefs that are lingering, our ruminations, our, our unfelt emotions, emotions mm-hmm. buried alive, never die. We're manifesting all this stuff that we may or may not want, but that concerted effort will be more powerful, even if it's 15 minutes a day, than all the gibberish that we might experience the rest of the day. Because yeah. we're, we're, we're always playing by the same rules. We're manifesting by the same rules. It would be better if we did it consciously. So I think that Mm-hmm. our mood and our belief our assumptions are manifesting and um yeah so for me it just seems that right now in 2023 as we're cruising into this year it does seem that um there's a war on mood hmm. and beliefs and assumptions they just want to make sure just if you just mm-hmm. keep maybe we do it to ourselves ultimately but if we just keep getting knocked off then we don't manifest and especially if, if this is a time of big gears turning and light coming in that can supercharge those that can atone with it mm-hmm. um wow what a great way to turn the switch off on those light workers is just keep them yeah ruminating yeah you know? yeah exactly inundate them with stress and yes. and um it, it doesn't only disempower it has the, the unique benefit of making them sound crazy yeah because how could someone who uh 
isn't in the aware, awake light worker camp, um, you know, they keep looking around and seeing everything is horrible and bad. And so we, we just keep looking crazier and crazier. Cause we keep saying, no, nah, it's good. It's fine. Let it all fall. <laughs> We're cool. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it increases the divisiveness too, I think, but yeah, I, I love that uh, turn of phrase war on mood. I think, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if we, if we control our own mood by controlling our thoughts, by controlling our affirmations, by controlling the states that we envision mm -hmm. and that we make that consistent every day, then ultimately whatever big gears turn, however this all ends up, we're in an amazing place. You yeah. know, we really are. And, and I feel that's definitely something that uh, we have to, you know, I know for myself, I'm definitely, that's my, my daily, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta do it, gotta do it. And I don't always make it every day, but I'm working on it. And that's, I think that, um, here's a, here's a practice I found recently that seems to be fairly effective. And I, I, I not long ago, I would have thought, no, I don't think so, but really mm -hmm. where we have our little record, you have your phone. You yeah. know, and you can talk to your phone, those mm -hmm. many, many voice recorders, mm -hmm. and then you can just play that back in a loop and you can do your own affirmations oh, and you yeah. can, you can listen to others, you yeah. know, but, um, uh, if you have some passion, some, if you can just, if you can like go find a place by yourself so people don't think you're crazy because you <laughs> will sound like a nut, you know, Yeah. but if you can <laughs> go out in the forest or in your basement, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and you can with passion have them written down you can state your your manifest your your manifestations your states your your affirmations and then just let that loop and listen to it it mm -hmm. just sort of you're 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 insisting on your own mood you're rather yeah. than rather than like uh people often say like it's it it's a vicious circle. Well, this mm -hmm. is kind of like um, a blissful circle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you can't escape that mood, those states, those affirmations that you want. Like yeah. you're, I'm, this is where I'm at no matter what, like I'm, I'm buying apples at the store, but I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and, and it's you. So there's no talking yourself out of it. Like, oh, well, that's Heather recorded that. That's, that's her. That's her affirmation. No, it, it's me. It's in my head. It's my own voice. So it, you kind of, uh, you gimmick the system a little bit that way too. Yeah, you absolutely, you absolutely do. Well, one thing I wanted to, um, you know, touch on is, uh, do you, uh, well, I guess one quick one is, um, since you definitely work with animals and you, and you communicate with animals and you help people learn to do so, um, how are the animals doing these days? You know, I, I've noticed a little bit more um, in, 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 uh, in our pets, I've noticed a bit more, um, they can feel it. They're kind of like mm -hmm. barometers yes. quite often. And I just yeah. noticed like a lot of individuals that I know are like, man, are you just feeling the intensity right now? I'm like, yes. And of course the pets, well, they, they show you how they're feeling. And I'm just noticing a lot of, uh... yeah, there's a lot of, um, I want to say there, there's some naughty behavior out there because, um, animals are uh, like in, and there are exceptions of course, but in general, yes, there are those increased frequencies. There's that increased energy and they, 
even more than we do, they exist at an energetic level because that's mm. how they're, they're interacting with their own. You know, they don't strike up a conversation with one another. They're connected um, energetically and telepathically. Gazelles running in, you know, on the planes, the one at the front doesn't say, hey, guys, we're going to turn right up here at this corner. You know, they're connected at, as uh, I want to say hive mind and get creepy, but they're connected telepathically and energetically. So when there are things in the world, they are feeling those, but I would say even at, um, at a smaller level, what they pick up on is the humans in the house. So this yeah. is another reason to, um, work with that stress and, and regulate that for yourself because you're, if you, if you are in kind of an, oh no, oh no mode, your pet thinks, crap, something's coming because um, mm. they feel that from you. Uh, so I like to often say, and I, I got this from one of my mentors, it's not an original Heather, but be the emotional thermostat in your house. Or I would even say the energetic thermostat in your house. So as we, as the humans are being inundated with so many things and processing all of that and, and dealing with that. And in those times where we're checking the headlines and we're not stepping away, we have that chemistry and biology and energy that signals to our pets stuff's about to go sideways. We better prepare for something. So that's when we start to see. So when I get the phone call, Heather, my dog won't stop pacing or the cat mm. is, you know, urinating in the house when she didn't used to do that because they, they have to process that energy that's coming through them too, in some way. And sometimes they act out um, with different behaviors. So that that's kind of where I feel the companion animals are. Um, for wildlife, I would say there's almost been this uptick that I've seen this kind of new gear for um, wildlife animals to um, be able to modulate and, and handle some of those frequencies. So it's a little weird to explain it, but I think that they all almost plug into the grid in their own way energetically um, as individuals, but then as species, they kind of hold a collective theme of energy. Mm -hmm. um, so different groups of animals are um, kind of helping things uh, stay cooler and uh, smoother in different ways throughout the planet, which that just sounds, I don't know, sounds strange, but that's my world. So, oh, no, it, it, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. They're part of the the balance and they have the web, uh, the mm -hmm. web and, and they have, yeah, yeah their, their consciousness is individual and you know, I look at it like this, where just like the uh, uh, antelope that are running across the the, the plane and, and suddenly mm -hmm. will change directions and change directions, just like a school of fish does, you know, like, mm -hmm. wow, how do you guys choreograph that? Um, yeah. Do you guys, you guys practice when we're not looking? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, the same thing, really, humans are doing the same thing, I think, when we're driving. Because I've often thought, like, when you're on the highway, when you're on roads, we're driving around. If we weren't connected and communicating unconsciously subconsciously mm -hmm. i think we'd be crashing into each other all the time yeah it's just a theory but i don't think actually hmm. we're fast enough or aware enough i really think that a yeah. highway is proof that we are connected and we're all communicating yeah, yeah. Uh, a highway is also a great example or even driving in general if someone says i don't really have a lot of faith in myself or in in humanity 
or, or I don't take risks or something like that. If you're driving on any road, you're trusting everyone around you implicitly um, to do the right thing. And, and of course, accidents happen, but sometimes people discount that. And what a big, uh, whew, what a big leap of faith that is for all of us. So I, I've never thought of it that way of, of us having some level of awareness and, and connection um, in that larger view, because yeah, it's, um, microsecond infinitesimal mm -hmm. decisions that get made um, to keep yeah. everything safe and, and smooth. And accidents are ultimately a moment of disconnection. Dis dis disconnection. Yeah. And so we think about this whole thing about owning your own states, the meditation, the mood, you know, letting the big gears turn, being like, whatever, I'll check in with the world of Caesar now and then and see what's going on. But um, the moment you're, that's the thing, like you're saying, how you're saying, like you're disconnected when you're connected and connected when you're disconnected. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's that that's when we make mistakes. That's when we have no guidance. The moment that we're stressed or too involved in those headlines, mm -hmm. we've yeah. lost our GPS signal and we just, that's a, that's a collision with, well, it, you know, internally, externally, it, it, you are really disconnected. It's funny. That's like driving and closing your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like uh, you know yeah mm -hmm. definitely well with the animals that's a big one too that people could look at if if their animal is if their companions are acting different um maybe it's the neighborhood stress but at the same time um it really is something to think about because yeah when i started monitoring my own stress and my own this and heart rate variability once i was aware it was easy to um fix it. it took a little mm -hmm. while but once yeah. i realized that i don't need blood pressure medicine i don't have why do i have high blood pressure stress and then you realize that <laughs> there is no little stress and there is yeah. no little ruminating once you realize how devastating that is you go mm -hmm. i have to yeah okay i'll give myself 10 minutes a day yeah but i, I gotta get it done and then i, I but more important than that i gotta meditate focus on my states my manifestation yeah. and then as far as other than that like the headlines may have to take care of themselves because I gotta, I can't close my eyes while I'm driving, while I'm manifesting. Yeah. Or else yeah. the next thing you know, it's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's it's almost like saying, you know, <laughs> and I may or may not have actually done this, but saying to a headline or to something you see out in the world, no, you don't own my state. Like you don't, you don't get to affect my physiology. You don't get to affect my energy. So um, it's almost like I see you there good on you out of, out of the way I need to, uh, you know, have that energetic boundary or that responsibility and that ability to marshal my own resources in the way that I want to. And it's interesting. So many of the things that, that stress us out are, are nothing we would willingly invest our time in or willingly sign up for, or willingly even pay for, but yet we invest our stress and our emotions and we let that go over there. So it's kind of like taking the, the penny back out of the jar and saying, Nope, it's over here with me. You can't have it. This is, this is my energy. This is my awareness. You don't get it. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. And then as we're, I guess say tuned into the light, we yeah, we're tuned into our own self essential essence, God force, wherever we may see it, you know, mm -hmm. then ultimately when you do see the headlines, you ultimately, you see through them. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty much transparent. You mm -hmm. don't, you start processing them differently and you go, interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
That's enough that, of that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what you're trying to pull over today. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the ruse of the month. All right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we're being attacked by 250 year old technology. Yeah. Whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. like I, I, I took acting classes in college and it's like improv, like your, your scene partner can show up with the most ridiculous thing and the rules of improv are you go with it, whatever. Um, so that's kind of what I feel like we're all kind of improvising. Like, okay, that that's the thing. Uh, all right. Sure. Okay. That's, Sure. That's the world I'll live in for a second. You got it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Don't improvise for the monster, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because right. it's ultimately what you're doing. Like the headline rolls in, hey, look at this. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll play along, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm going to go backstage. Thanks. Yeah. Good night, everybody. No, Have a yeah. good one. Yeah, I've got to meditate. Sorry, you know. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. Well, <laughs> I've got to avoid meditation. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I have to get back to avoiding meditation right now. You know, it's really important. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. So that little bit of discipline can do a lot for us. Well, you know, I've had you. We've had you for about an hour now. I don't want to keep it too long. Oh, you know, but um, yeah. there is a uh, one last thing I'd mention is. Um, Something that I've kind of been picking up on out there is uh, I, I see as we do have a, a Pluto return, maybe like a, there's a, a great show, Fall of Civilizations. Just search for that on YouTube. You'll find it. The one mm -hmm. about like Rome and Britain. They're amazing because they just show you how things change and people have mm -hmm. lived through those changes before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just changed. That's it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm sensing a real... Uh, a sense of this um, memento mori, as they call it, you know, which didn't mean much to me until I heard it. But the idea of um, it's like Carlos Castaneda in, in, the, in the Don Juan book said that death walks next to us like two feet away and can reach over and touch us on the shoulder mm -hmm. anytime, you know, mm -hmm. and ultimately um, we live as though we're going to live forever, but we're not. And, and yeah. if we actually were aware that like, that your essential essence of course is that's infinite that's different yeah. yeah but this experience if we could get if we could stop living it like it's there is no tomorrow i think it was marcus aurelius or i think it was he said like the person who ties up loose ends every day hmm. never is out of time hmm. and i'm like i'm like why do you say things that you know will hurt me <laughs> <laughs> You just take your wisdom over there, Mr. Yeah. Just because you said it 2,000 years ago doesn't mean it can't piss me off today. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so it seems like, um, but it also represents like the, uh, the, the realization that something is passing, mm -hmm. you know, and it does seem like people are almost, almost need to kind of make an altar of what was. Yeah. They're saying, well, you know what? There's no like a uh, lunch luncheonettes at Woolworths anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we don't like, uh, like it's funny, but I, I really see this sort of, it's as if our society, I'll localize it to like America here, you know, I'm, yeah. maybe it's global, but they're yeah. going, there's so much melancholy looking at the past and almost mm -hmm. going, wow, people have this feeling that it's never going to be that way again because we're in the, the, the shift of civilizations. And it's like, yeah. it's almost like, I'm almost wondering, like, do if I need to like 
just make an altar to the past. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and just and like I visited like a tombstone going, man, the 70s were awesome. The 80s, the 90s. Yeah. And, mm, it's like and you start realizing, wow, I never maybe that's part of the momentum worry thing is that, you know, we have to realize that sweetness of life because, wow, you know, I'm like, gosh, remember the 80s music and the silly haircuts and like flock of seagulls. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, like you, you start wanting to like cry. You go, gosh, what a more innocent and simple time. So yeah. it is, everything has changed so much and I don't know what's next, but I mm. mourn that momentum or I, I mourn what has passed. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Mourning it. And, um, I would say honoring it for what, yes. how, where it brought us and what it brought us. Um, but yeah, I think that that's something unique to the human condition too. We, we kind of get, I don't know what it is. We stuck, we're get we get stuck thinking that everything is a certain way. Um, but it does, we have everything change. It, we're seeing dramatic change in yes. landscape in ways that are unprecedented to most of us who are alive. Yeah. Um, but I think back to uh, my dad who was born in 1928 in the depression and passed mm -hmm. away last year, all that he would have seen and witnessed significant changes in his lifetime. I think most of us didn't see things shift in that big of a way. So this is kind of our first at bat um, with that, seeing it in that way, but, we have to almost untether the mooring in order to, to go forward. And I think so many of us are, are cause, and partly because that's, what's familiar. That's what we prefer mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what we long for, but yeah, you're right. It's almost a little, there is a grief to it. There is a mourning to it. Um, but to honor it as well and see it as part of the larger journey to pull back that perspective and say, man, those fluorescent colors in the eighties loved them. They were great. Um, but that was a, a period of time there. Um, and, and, and when you do that, if you can within yourself also bring forward like a, and it's a hard sell right now, but bring through an excitement of, yeah, we don't know what's coming next, but, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad, horrible, whatever, just, um, kind of embracing, uh, being in between those two states. Yeah, definitely. And what's going to be next is definitely our mood as the individual, mm -hmm. our manifestation. So, yeah. you know, definitely I'm bringing back, you know, uh, mm -hmm. thick corduroy pants and like <laughs> lime green, mm. you know, like, right. yeah, I yeah. want like a, I, I want to, you know, yeah. So these things, so you start, I mean, ultimately I guess that's our role to bring forth what was great about then in a, in a new way. Cause I think that yeah. it really does seem like, like you're saying, we've had so much change there's so much energy coming in where the change, I believe, you know, change of ages, change of mm -hmm. shift of consciousness, definitely the bifurcation of humanity. We're going down two roads and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's, um, and it's funny, uh, 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 our mutual friend Jocko there said that, uh, um, there's like the uh, full riders and like those who are not doing the full ride, the NPCs and yeah, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. an interesting way to put it. And so, yeah. Uh, but we have to also remember that we are, we were, if you, the way I see it is we were, um, and those people in your life that, you know, 
they were there. You know, we, we tend to travel in groups, you know? Yeah. And um, you were in Atlantis ultimately, you know what I mean? So like you, you've, and the thing is we've all been through the rise, the fall, the plateau of civilizations many times. If we are yeah. in a time of change right now, you've done it before. And I also see, I'm feeling this, this memory that isn't just the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's Atlantis. It's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, uh, um, uh, Glaco, uh, uh, Glaco Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a lot of ages that come and go because we were there, and I think we're kind of connecting back, and we're mourning ages that we're not even aware of. So anyway, I, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I don't want to explore it at all, but yeah. I do have to kind of schedule a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And I think too, as a society, we don't tend to grieve well. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't know what to do with that emotion and and kind of where to put it and how to experience it. So it, it, when we're called to that kind of mourning of of times past, it, it's almost like we, we we don't know how to navigate through it. So that's why I said bringing the honor to it as well and and kind of acknowledging it in that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. So that's something that I'm just picking up on that I've I've heard from people and I kind of feel myself is where they go like, man, I'm just, I'm just mourning what was a lot. Yeah. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe, maybe formalize that, you know, to get into it, do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And realize it could go back further than you even imagine. What might Mm -hmm. you mourn that you've forgotten? Maybe this is an old habit. Maybe we've been here before and looked at the edge of a new, you could say like, a new shift, a new, a new, mm-hmm. uh, and been like, okay, here we go. You know, it may involve a pole shift or something, but whatever, you know, I've been here before I've done it. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird. It's, it's almost like things are getting with the light coming in. It's almost like there's stuff getting activated in us that we're unfamiliar with too. It's like really yeah. a turbulent time. Yeah, it is definitely that. And I hear that from a lot of people as well, that it's just, and that word mood again, it's that we almost uh, fall backwards into different moods sometimes. And I think a lot of that is frequency around us. I think a lot of us are more, not that we necessarily weren't empathic before, but I think those empathic qualities are, are deepening and broadening up. us. Yeah. So, you know, you go to the grocery store and you come home with somebody else's bad mood, but you yes. don't realize that you've kind of picked that up. But that's that's more of how we're moving into a state of being as as I think a species as well. But we just kind of again, that's one of those things we weren't really taught about and we kind of don't really realize it's being switched on um, until we do. And then it's kind of fumbling with it's like we don't have the instruction manual. We got to kind of make it up as we go. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of turbulence for good and bad. You know, like you said, it's things being activated and switched on and turned on. But if you don't have that awareness and you don't have that I am stillness and you don't put down the orange juice and sit in the chair every morning, um, you know, it, it's hard to navigate. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that grit, grace and tenacity, you know, you that we need. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So some time spent with that as we do our you know, presence, our manifestation, whenever that happens to be for us, you know, mm-hmm. um, definitely one can invite that light in, 
the, the new energy, the uh, photonic light, as Pam Gregory calls it, you know, the changing mm -hmm. of ages, the evolutionary mm -hmm. leap. I mean, because it's going to freak people out because like when you wake up one day and you have night vision, you're going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And I, I've heard I've heard reports, people telling me that they can see at night now. So I'm like, this stuff's happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. it's big stuff, you know. Well, anyway. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on. You know, I hope this, this was fun. I hope this yes. is of value to people, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, keep that grit, grace and tenacity going, you know, avoid the, uh, the emotional shrapnel in the battlefield of the supermarket, <laughs> yeah. put down that orange juice and meditate because it's good for you. And you too can be relentlessly happy. Yeah. You can be relentlessly happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be relentlessly happy. It won't hurt you. Yeah. It won't, <laughs> it won't hurt you. Uh, we'll take care. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Craig. Bye, everybody. Bye -bye. Thank you.